Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Fox Digital's podcast. I am Brad Rose. How's everybody doing? How's your week been? Been a much better week here. Last week um, was a bit of, like I said, a bit of a roller coaster. Like I said, but it's been it's actually been a really good week here um, for all sorts of reasons. But just I don't know, the vibes have been better. Um, finished up a huge project I was working on that. Part of like why last week got so gnarly is that it that project got sort not derailed but I don't know there was some stuff with it and it was like you know it's like when you've been working on something for so long and you feel like you're near the finish line and then something unexpected comes up that really just like throws a wrench in it and oh my god it just it it could totally fuck me up I'm gonna be honest um, but I figured out figured it all out got it done feel good about it and we move on <laughs> um the album of the week is the african sciences album i mentioned last week i did a proper dive into it so good um one of the things that i, I was talking about this yesterday or i mean barely i posted a few things about it but I realized that next year is the 30th anniversary of the first ever Foxy Digitalis zine. And that blows my mind. So I put out Foxy Digitalis started as like a print zine, Xerox zine um, in 95 when I was 16. Just bananas. Um, And the first couple issues i did four issues that way the first two are pretty bad uh, i mean there's some cool stuff in them but it's pretty bad the third one was got much better it was a split zine which man i for, i had not thought about that but i still think that is such a cool concept you know i love split like split tape split records um especially uh, yeah and so this was a split zine with one of my oldest friends, I guess he is my oldest friend now, really. Um, we've known each other since we were 14 or something. And we don't we don't talk or see each other as much, but we still stay in touch. But anyways, he had a zine called Parentheses, and so we did a split zine. And my half of it was all about the ketchup plate label. So there was like interviews with Rob Carmichael, um, I think Yak Ampersand, maybe Mean Spirited Robots remains like that whole 90s tape thing mean spirited robots was like my favorite in that tape on his armies is humming tape on catch a plate absolute gem um but anyway so then I, I i found yesterday and i posted a picture of it um of the last issue issue four which came out in july of 97 so i was 18 and i had interviews with simon joiner the Q, bingo trappers astronomius then i had this peter hughes tour diary from one of his first european tours with the mountain goats um yeah and so i was looking at this i was like god this is really cool man like i forgot there's just something about it like being in like in print form you know like having this thing i don't know like the writing isn't it's okay it isn't great 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. It kind of got me thinking. I was like, gosh, I kind of want to do a zine. Should I turn Foxy Digitalis back into a zine? I'm not going to do that. I don't know that I'm going to do a zine either. I don't have time to do that. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. Like, it's like the only way I'd be able to do this is if I just published stuff that was printed on the website and that's boring. Nobody wants that. I don't know. Maybe someday. I'm going to keep it in the back of my mind. I just, but this thing is really cool and I'm really stoked about finding it. Um, and yeah, 30 years. I don't know. I feel like I got to do something next year, but I don't know what. Um, anyway, that's just kind of what's on my mind. Spacing out about it. Space, uh, yeah, spacing out about it. What? Um, okay, that's enough. Let's just, let's talk about this. African science is Eric Douglas Porter's African Sciences Project continues to produce some of my favorite music in the world. But there's something about this latest album that I don't know if it so much as goes deeper, but it's hitting me harder, or at least like connecting on an even more substantial level, which is honestly hard for me to get my head around because of how much I love his stuff. But here we are. Um, there are so many things that he is great at. But the bottom line, like the, the overarching thing is just I love how he morphs club music into unexpected places, sort of taking these ideas and spreading them out into countless other sonic landscapes. The opener here, it, it blurs the, these emotive arpeggios into hazy corridors, and it's like held aloft like neon gas on these sort of slow-moving bass lines and these distorted leads. And it's like there's such an interesting way to open the record, and it sort of immediately plunges us into the depths of this record. Then you get like Aquarius Dreaming is one of my absolute favorite pieces on here. And it uses this really engaging kind of ramshackle beat to get the ground moving. Like seriously, the bass line and the synths, the combination of them, it's odd and joyous. It feels otherworldly. It's like dance music from an impossible universe. And that feeling exists in a lot of places on this record, really. Um, Top and Knot is another one. It's this, it's alien music in the best way. That one's got a bit of a more dub growl to it, especially in this sort of globular, all-encompassing bass line. And, but the way that he pairs it with this sort of innate sense of melodicism and progression is, that's what really sets this stuff apart. Um, Lillian is another great example of that. And I mean, <laughs> I've mentioned the bass a lot, but of all the things I love about Porter's music, it's the bass that always wins the day for me. Ma has this snaking, cloudy bass line that makes me feel kind of on edge, like I'm being chased or watched or something. And it's this really interesting dichotomy against the sort of sharp timbre of the rhythm and the, and the synths and electronics. But then there's the closing track, uh, Irrespective, and it just kind of squashes everything. There's all this frenetic energy around all these different melodies and tones and textures. But the bass is just like, nah. And it just cuts through all of it. It like leaves this channel through the middle to just follow it all the way through. And in the end, it just kind of, we get swallowed whole. And it's a damn delight. It just, 
it feels good. This music feels good. It's really, I don't know, like it really, it really connect uh, connected on an emotional level, but it, it like it made me. It just makes me feel good to hear these ideas and hear it play out the way it does. It's it's really essential stuff for anyone with even a passing interest in like forward thinking dance music or experimentalism fused with sort of rhythm and melody and electronics and sense. And honestly, do you like good music? Yeah. Then you gotta, you gotta hear this ASAP. All right, Sam's here. How's it going, Sam? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Going all right. So we're we were we were talking last week, just a, I don't know, throwing ideas back and forth about what to talk about. Um, really interesting and meta. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about demos because yeah, I think you made a really good point that a lot of it, like a lot of artists, and I I know this for sure, like know what it's like to send out a demo for the most part and like know that experience like and how um well we can get into that but I, I think it is interesting to talk about the label perspective of it or the you know um what's it like to get a demo and yeah hey oh before we go for you just triggered something in my mind did you know that my really awful synth band like like game boy synth band sent you a demo back in the day megabats uh -uh. What was I don't even know if you were Megabats. Oh, I remember Megabats. Remember the name? That's you were in that. We, yeah, that was me and my buddy Riley. Oh. Uh, did I ever <laughs> respond? I feel like you maybe did a nice response, which is funny because the thing, like, we were actually finally good, meaning passable by this point. Um, early on, we were really quite bad. Um, we had like right at the end, we had like one good little EP. Uh, good again, quote quotation marks um i can't kind of can't believe we, we made the music we did make and um because i'm just not a real musician at all and uh <laughs> and uh but we had these couple songs that we wanted and we were like sending things to like jason anderson and like you know my fr you know friends of ours that were like we were like oh we should send things out try to get a tape somewhere yeah but the thing we were sending out was quite bad and I kind of knew it, but I also was so stoked that we finally had recorded a couple of things that were good and like had, had <laughs> wait, been wait, like, wait, wait. we recorded a couple of things that were good, but they were quite bad. Oh. No, no, no. Like the next oh. thing was bad, you know, like, like oh. we were like rushing to get the next okay. thing out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that feeling of like, <laughs> you're like, well, oh, we had a good thing. Like the next thing must also be good. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like lying to yourself a little bit. Like, that's like all the, it, yeah. you know, we're in the like, zone. Oh, you're in the, yeah, exactly. Like capitalize and, and on this moment of you're like we're finally cracked the code, you know. Right. We, we, we like we're as good as our ambition, you know, and like we're starting to like get shows and you know people were you know asking us out to stuff and you know we we were fun yeah. and everything, but like we weren't great in any way, shape, or form at all. We were enthusiastic and we were friendly, you know. Um, <laughs> but like. It's funny. Get sent. You said you reminded me about sending. It was like the only times we ever really sent demos. Was we sent Jason something? He gave us some really nice gift tapes for those who don't gift know. Gift tapes, yes, yes. Who 
um yeah. it, it, you wouldn't be surprised a friend of mine you know friendly with me like you know nice harsh feedback you know like hey this isn't good you know <laughs> 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 which i mean jason was very direct always very direct and i appreciated that and I think you kind of were like, yeah, I don't know about that, you know, and disappeared. Or maybe you didn't even respond. I don't remember. It obviously didn't, like, lodge in my head the way sure. Jason's did. But, um, but you know, that feeling of, like, I knew I was sending something, like, I was more hoping we could figure out how to make it good. You know what I mean? Sometimes you send something half good, and you're like, oh, maybe we can cut it down and make it good, you know, or something. But so I do know the feeling. Not only not only do a lot of our audience know the feeling of sending a demo out, but like I actually even do too. You know what I mean? So like this right. isn't just um, a one sided thing for myself to be reminded. I think that's me about interesting. That. Uh, I'm we're totally derailing this here. Yeah, uh, but like the idea of like sending it out and hoping like oh like we can work together to make this good. Yeah, which, that's interesting. Like which I think is a thing, and that's the thing I've but like. And, and and I'm I'm curious if people if that's like I have done that, but it's with people or labels I have an existing relationship. So like the the most common one is type and John Twells. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. John and I have been friends for God, I think I've known them for almost twenty years now. Um, and back when type was a going concern and type put out, I still shocks me to this day that they put out like five or six of my records. Um, but like it was a very collaborative process of like, okay, here's this thing I have. I, it, it's not there. Like, and mm -hmm. we would kind of, and we would talk back and forth. And, and I mean, I think a part of the reason that a lot of my, what I consider my best work is on type is because of that sort of symbiotic relationship. But I can't imagine doing like, there's such but a level were, of like, trust on the label you know what i mean like, right. you were, like you, you, and, and we were really good for like there because yeah. i think it takes a real level of trust to like especially from at least like my my standpoint is is an artist of i trust this person's like what they're telling me is and so like just thinking about like kind of i mean not you know it was blindly sitting out because like we kind of knew each other and i you know like you said you and jason knew each other but yeah. it's still it's yeah i know i find no, that totally. interesting and i wonder but i wonder like if that's a thing and if that's um anyway well so there's like a little bit of like looking up to somebody and being like well they know what they're doing mm -hmm. you know what i mean maybe they'll help me go in the right direction or something you know like like thinking back to that you know like right. they seem to figure it out maybe they'll help me figure it out you know yeah. i could see some of that being part of the the, the decision making i mean this is well over 10 years ago if not right 15 well, at this yeah. point you know so uh oh god that hurts um probably yeah, not Digi that much digitalis has been gone for almost 10 years and that is blows my mind yeah that's insane i think debacle fest was last year was the same same year so yeah <laughs> um okay anyway yeah we're old yeah. uh anyway so I have been getting like a bunch of demos. You usually get demos at the beginning of the year because everybody's like back to business, right? Um, and I was thinking about how I've related to demos. And when we say demos, by the way, it doesn't mean the, the thing is unfinished. I mean demo as in album submission, really. Right. It doesn't really, for some reason, I, I still use the term demo, but which is a, more of an old school term. But I just mean, I get an album submitted to me and say, hey, would you work with me on putting this out? 
I think a lot of labels use the term demo in that same. Yes. Like, yeah. I was talking with somebody recently about that term and, and I was like, oh, I was thinking about how to how to properly listen to because I was sending out I send people I was trying to get better about just sending people within my network an album before I'm even doing like press about it. I just go like, hey, friends, here's an album. You should mm-hmm. listen to it. Uh, you've probably gotten a few from me and everything. And I'm just trying to get better at that. That's the thing I know people do. And I'm just not good at it. Because again, I'm like, I sh- I have this thing about like, I don't want to bother people. And it, <laughs> I'm like, no, we wouldn't be bothered <laughs> no, by I, that, right? I, but we've talked about that. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm getting over that. I'm saying like, oh, hey, I'm going to do, you know, next month. <laughs> hey, Derek I'm going to fucking bother people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this Derek Money Penny record. So everybody who I thought might like that record, I got that record. And they were talking about yeah. listening to it. And they're talking about, oh, the first listen's kind of weird. And then he's like, and then I went back and I liked it a lot more. And I was like, that's funny. I had the same feeling. He was like, I felt like there's this one song that's such like a centerpiece and where the other tracks just like tacked on so that you could make an album out of it. And then he said, and then I listened and I really appreciated the second songs and I was really happy I went back to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's funny. I had the same experience when I got it from the person. And I thought about how if it hadn't been somebody who I knew, so it's a record from Derek Moneypenny, who's, you know, this kind of man about town, you know, he's put out a bunch of solo records, but been around, um, a lot, I associate him being around a lot of the um, Sun City Girls folks right. and a lot of that that scene um, out here um, and other places. And when he came through town, a lot of people in Seattle were stoked, like the Diminished Men crew and a lot of that crew, like right. seemed like it's got a lot of crossover with that crew. And so people were, appreciated this person and I'd seen him play maybe once or twice. And so I'm like, oh, this is like a legit person. And so when yeah. the name come, came across, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's always nice to be um, emailed by somebody who's like a name and and go, those, obviously my ears perk up when it's like a name, you know what I mean? Versus somebody right. I'd never heard, right? And so there's some truth to like, I probably listened to the record three or four more times than I would have if mm. it was some guy off the street. And some guy off the street, I would have been like, wow, that one track's really cool. But all these feel like kind of standard experimental. Like there's this problem sometimes where you, I've heard the same off, off tone, warbly, high tone drone, like dark ambient drone piece, you know, demo in my life. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's this one warbling <laughs> like i feel like there's this one tone that like an am- amateur dark ambient artist does like early in their career and they're like look i found out i found out how to make that style of music and i feel like i've heard that demo a thousand times and there's right. it's not really you know like sometimes you're flipping through like i, I definitely do this thing where i flip through the demo the whole first time just to be like what's on this record and the truth is it, it prevents novelty it prevents um hearing the record the way the artist wants me to hear the record but the thing is i don't have time i want to make sure that it's not like a grunge record because i get a lot of weird random right pop and grunge records because people don't listen to what they just go with the seattle label send it to them you know yeah i get a lot of weird random stuff i get a lot of like well i had what's his name you know all these like seattle producers produce this and you know like so you like this and it's like it's it's wild what i get and so 
I have to make sure it's even in makes sense, right? Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, okay, this is something I'd want to listen to. And then I put it on in the background. And the number one thing I notice is if I put something on in the background, then I go, what am I listening to? This is really good. And I forgot what I was listening to. And I, I like that tends uh-huh. to be a good sign. But sometimes I'll go, what am I listening to? I don't like, I like, am I just listening to a weird random demo? And sometimes I'll have to put it on a couple times before I kind of, it's unmastered or there's something. And there's sort of this like, you have to give something time or you have to be in the right headspace. And like, there's, I was thinking about just like, how do we as labels give something the right time of day? Like you have to be kind of careful. And I, I just want to be honest, that like artists should know that like, as much as I want to, I probably not enough listening to things in the ideal way when I'm listening to a demo. Well, right? I think, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's, um, I think that's something you have to, I think it's a very important, like the ideal way, especially like when you think of it from this standpoint, it's like most people who are running labels are doing it as this like side passion project. Yeah. And our lives are increasingly stretched our time is increasingly stretched thin. The demands on that time is just, it's con, you know, so it's like, and I don't know, like from an artist standpoint, it's like, how do you, is there a way to like present a thing with the awareness? That, Cause I mean, it's like, yeah, I wish that like, I don't get dim. I mean, that's not true. I get some demos, very few these days. I used to get so many fucking demos, but like I get so many fucking promos and it's, it's different. It's not the mm, same thing, yeah. but it's adjacent, right? Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I don't, yeah, I can't sit, like every promo I get, I can't sit and listen to all the way through, like in, like, okay, I'm going to really, mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, with promos, I'll be on, like, if it's coming from an unknown place, like if it's coming from a label or an artist I know, then that's like, okay, like, I'm going to check this out. Um, or even a publicist that I trust, like I have, there's a handful of publicists who, who the, like the really good ones take the time to know, like not everything that I am doing PR for is going to be in your wheelhouse and I'm not going to send you those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been times where there's something I like, I find out about it and I'm like, Oh, that sounds interesting. I wonder who's doing PR for it. Then I find out it's somebody I know and they're like, and I'll, you know, they're like, Oh, I didn't think this was something, but awesome. Cool. Here. Anyway. Yeah. But like, most of the promos I get are just like total random stuff. And I can't, I don't have, I I wish I had the capacity to listen to all of it all the way through, but like a lot of it I can. And and again, I think it's, this is where like promo demo, there's a bit of a divergence. I can tell pretty quick if it's something that I need to spend more time with until pretty like, and it, again, it's different, but like, I don't know. I feel like, is it easily, is it as simple as I think you can be a lot quicker about, yeah, I mean, like you mm-hmm. can be a lot more mercenary about it. You can just go, am I having fun? Like, am I immediately having, right? like not, not even fun, but like having something grabbing positive, me. It's something, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I think the mercenary, it's a good, because the stakes are way lower. Yeah, exactly. 
And and because the whole thing with the demo is you're just going, I don't want something to slip by me. I've had a few records slip by me where I'm like, Same. I don't know. I like this record a lot, or I don't know if I like this record. I can't tell. And there's also this magic, the magic of things like remixing and especially mastering. God, the master magic of mastering a record, you know, especially early on in a, in an artist's career. Right. They, like sometimes you'll get something for somebody and you'll be like, I can kind of see this record working. Um, it would be great if somebody so-and-so mastered it. I don't know if it's really fit. Like, I can't tell if you're going to be somebody who promotes this record really well. You know, you seem like you've got, you know, if they're, if they're even emailing a record to you, they have some amount of, um, you know, drive and, and whatnot. But you're like, mm-hmm. is this just going to sit on my shelf? You know, you're, and this brings up this whole thing of like, you have to also understand that I'm envisioning what it would be like to work this record, right? Like to own, to put my name on the record alongside yours and work this record and do, I, I just made like a whole, um, basically playbook of like all the things I have to do to put out a record so that I could make a hyper big checklist, like a stage checklist Mm -hmm. of all the things so that I can just duplicate this checklist and do it every time. So I don't get lost as to where I am on a record. Cause there's a lot of records coming out right now. And I was like, I I just need this. I I don't want to like lose that. I didn't send it to my sync placement guides. You know what I mean? Like, like there's been things like that, you know? And so I just, I, like there's a lot of things you have to do to work a record. And it's like, do I want to like, is this something I'd be excited to be doing this with? And so not only am I listening to the record for like, is it good? I'm going, does this person seem like there's somebody who will promote the record alongside me? Are they good? You know, are they good at doing that side of things? Mm-hmm. And then also like, what would the art be? What, how would I want to present this? Did they give me art already? Ooh, does that art present this album very well? Um, uh, hmm. What would mastering this feel like? Who should master this? How much will that cost? Like, is that worth it? Should this be a CD? Should this be vinyl? Uh, like, like all this stuff is rushing through your head as you're listening. Yeah, and you're 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 doing this sort of like um, vision quest, like 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 you're you're envisioning <laughs> this future, and you're you're kind of going like best case worst case scenario on the record yeah. as you're listening to it and it's it's kind of a wild trip and and you know there's been times where you get something and you're like dang i have no idea who this person is but this is really quite good i see a seed of amazing something here and then there's times where you're like i don't know there's something here but i can't tell if this is bs or not like there's so much just there's actually a quite a lot of faith you have to go through like like a lot of like leap of faith sort of stuff you have to go through when you're just getting a cold email with somebody you don't know or even with somebody you do know somebody that a name you do know you can do things like you know ask around like is this person easy to work with or not but even then that's hard to do you know what i mean like that's kind of a there could be some faux pas out there in the world you know um about doing that mm-hmm. but like it's a really interesting thing and and it and i just want to make it clear like that's a non-ideal way to listen to music. <laughs> That's a non-ideal way to listen to art. And it's it's going to happen regardless. And and it usually means you have to marinate for a long time. So I usually have a bunch of tabs open with demos. And if you couple that with my inability to remember to get back to people with, at, a, at a good pace, 
like it just creates this really long protracted sort of process of like listening to a demo over and over and sometimes forgetting I got a demo and being like, oh yeah, that demo, that was kind of interesting. And I wanted to come back to it and you know, all these things. Right. And so it creates this sort of that demo process, that demo listening process is really strange and really, um, I don't know. And it also, for me, it really shows that like, I, I will be honest, it's really hard as an art, as a label to know who wants to work with you. The people I know who want to work with me are the people who email me albums. You know what I mean? Like people are always like, well, why aren't you going? It's like, I assume people who want to work with me are the people who want to email me albums. It's not people I have to go ask. Most people I go out and ask go, that's weird. Why are you asking me? You know, like it's a, hmm. like that's an interesting um that's actually a really interesting question, but for maybe for later for us. I've really noticed that I have a really low hit rate. Maybe it's just because I'm a creepy fucker, but um <laughs> but, but like I have a really low hit rate when I go after things than when I let them come to me, right? Um and I think it's because there's a, an assumption in the industry that um, unless you're very large, going after from an A&R perspective, like, like going after is a weird sign of desperation. It's more that you should be getting demo submissions and less that you are like hunting down artists. I think huh. that, that, that if you're going after somebody, they kind of go, oh, this is desperate. Why, are you, why do you want me? Do you I think guess I'm that's... in power. Do you think that is like an current to this sort of moment and whatever this fucking industry is? Like, do you think it's always been like that? At least from yeah, your... I, I'm I'm really commenting probably in the last five to ten years. Okay. I'm not, I'm not yeah yeah. Because I mean, like back when I did Digitalis, it was it was a pretty it was a mix of both. Um, yeah, it was. I always, I mean, it, it's a different, it, it is a different dynamic, but, um, there was a lot of stuff that I put out that I was like, yeah, would hear yeah. something that, yeah. And and for me, a lot of the times it was like, oh, these, I've heard like two tapes from this artist and they're awesome. Like they need a record. Like let's do a fucking record. Yeah. Uh, I, but, and I, that's kind of how it felt like to me was like, you could come and be like, Hey, let's go to the next level. And mm-hmm. I've done that a few times. And my hit rate is a lot lower than my miss rate on that. And it's really interesting. And I think that there's an interesting, um, well, no, well, man, if a label's coming after me, maybe I need to think about what my options are, you know, like it's right. kind of like this shifting of the power dynamic and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I just thought you might want to do a record. Right. Um, uh, I don't know how real that is. You know, that's obviously the most anecdotal evidence you'll ever have. <laughs> um, it is literally just an anecdote from my life, but, um, Anyways, like I, it's interesting. Like I'm whole, there's a bunch of demos that I have right now. Some of which are quite good. And I'm like more so going, how does this fit? There's a lot of like, how do I make this fit? There's also like this mental, maybe you can help me with this. There's this mental gymnastics you do where you go, how do I make, like nothing's happening other than my own viewpoint of how do I click this into my label? How do I, how do I, I'm listening to this stuff. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. And it's like, I need to tell the story to myself about how this fits. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's my own story to myself about why this is on the label? Like, 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 okay, uh, I like this. Now I need to kind of tell a story almost pre PR, pre all that stuff of just like, why, why me? Why my label? Why, why, why does this fit? And you're sort of listening now. You start listening to it in this different way where you're going, okay, I'm listening to this and it's a debacle records release, you know what I mean? Or it's a Foxy Digitalis release or it's a whatever, you know what I mean? Like this weird shift starts to happen. And there's actually a moment where you go, all right, I'm putting this out. And you actually, I feel like there's times where I hear I'm putting this out and the records start sounding different to me. Have you ever had that? Yeah, no, I I think that's very real. I think that's, I mean, yeah, I, that's a hard one because like i know exactly what you mean and, and you think about like there are you know there's shit little labels out there and but there are ones where you hear something and it's like oh yeah that's a like a label i can really think of is mappa the yeah slovenian slovakia i can't remember somewhere eastern european label um great label that when i hear something i'm like oh yeah this sounds like like this makes yeah. sense and they don't all sound that's not saying they all sound the same because it's very it's yeah. wildly different stuff but there's you can hear that thread mm-hmm. and that's a hard like i struggled with that honestly like, yeah I, I'm, I'm i have this weird opposite problem my thread was uh, was like i addict this a lot yeah exactly <laughs> like, that's my and, and i think that's i don't think that's um the best way necessarily to do i mean i don't know if there's a best way i don't know there's different ways but like i feel like that was something that i struggled with as like 100 how does this fit in like how does this fit into this larger story i'm trying to tell and then it was like what the fuck am i trying to tell like i just this is music i think is worth like people need to hear that's that's my story and that's i don't yeah i don't know but i do know you mean when it was like i heard something and yeah like you listen to it and and you're like okay there's something here let me listen to it again um and and a lot of times in those I, situations, I will try to listen to it in a different setting. So mm-hmm. it's like I have it on in the background or have, and something grabs me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to like put this on in the car when I'm driving around or I'm going to try to like tonight after my kid goes to bed, I'm going to sit here and like put my fucking phone away and actually listen to the, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, I mean, with so many things, I can, there is that moment where it's like, yeah, I'm going to put this out or I want to put this out. Like, uh, I had the same problem in that it took me fucking forever. And the number of records that I missed out on because I was fucking slow is yeah. a mountain. Um, the number of records, you know, the other thing that's interesting is like thinking of context and like being in the right frame of mind. There were demos that I was I not in the right frame of mind or here. And then somebody else put them out and like a year later. I hit on another label and was like, fuck this is incredible like why did i yes there's there's yeah and then it's like all this like it's so weird when you hear something like you're like i don't know like this needs a little bit of cleanup or it needs some mastering or it needs the right art and you're like this needs a little bit of work and you're like i don't know if i'm the right person to shepherd this thing but then you see somebody shepherd it correctly and you're like fuck like that well and i I think another part of this and this like i mean this is this is all shit is all so complicated is that there would be things that i would you know going back to what you're saying of like what is the story of this label i'm trying to tell or how does this fit in and it like i didn't 
didn't quite figure that out with a release or something, but then it came out on a label that has like this very clear, like aesthetic and like vibe basically. Yeah. This thing fits into it and you're like, Oh, like that was the piece that it needed to like really. And, and, it, and knowing that I think like that's, I, and that was, I, I, again, I don't get demos anymore and please people don't send me demos. I don't run a real label. <laughs> um, I mean, like if we're friends and you have a thing that you think like, Hey, this could be anyway, whatever. <laughs> don't um, money the, the message. Don't send yeah, them demos. Don't send them demos. <laughs> <laughs> but like one of the things I, I would used to try to do and then it got to the point where there's just too much stuff but like if there was something i heard and it was like this is really good but this really makes sense on like x label or like yeah. i would try to tell that person or i would say if i knew that label i would be like mm, hey yeah i got this thing i really feel like this you know i don't i don't remember if i had much i think i maybe placed one thing on type because of that or something or nice like, yeah. but you know um I don't, but the, the, I feel like I also had a lot more time 10 years ago. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but like, I think that's such a, I think on some level, maybe, I mean, we're very navel gazy here, but like, this is true. Like, I think at some level, we're kind of, it's one of the best cases I can make for labels. Cause a lot of times I talk to artists and I'm like, uh, yeah. you don't need a label. Like, yeah. like, like, just, you know, if you need maybe a manager friend to come help you do some of the work, you know, like, like yeah. kind of somebody in the band who's not like really the in the admin. band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I actually make a case for that. And I, I have some friends who I'm like, kind of somewhere between a promote, you know, an agent and a manager that's kind of just going to help you do some stuff that can help you. Like, I actually think that's more interesting than a label at this point for a lot of artists, but not for all artists. And I think there's a case to be made for labels as partnerships because of what we're talking about, that sometimes the contextualization of an, of a, of a record, just being on a label, just having the aesthetics of the label or having the partnership of like, let's work on this record together. Let's present it together. The artist plus the label as much as that should be like almost nothing. Like you're like for certain <laughs> artists, I think that should mean almost nothing. And those are the artists I'd be like, go do it yourself. Like, right. but there's other artists where that, that will create alchemy and it will be like, whoa, holy shit. Like, this is now something new. And I, I think a lot of times that's early artists, right? Like artists earlier in their career mm-hmm. that are still <clears throat> could use the right push to be like, is this who I am? Is this who I am? And they're kind of getting <clears throat> bolstered by the label. Yeah, I think that I think that is where. Or where a partnership, a long term partnership would actually be really fruitful, like what you're talking about, where the like you're looking for the right home so that you have a partner you know you have somebody to kind of help them right sequence what comes out next and what comes out next and then work on this record and like you know give you good and that's feedback whole, on the record and, and that's like such a hard thing to, like because that was always something like my idealized version of running a label was having this like roster of artists where that mm-hmm. was the thing but the problem was that most of the people i wanted to work with uh, I guess you could say we're very prolific. Maybe that's one way of yeah. it was it was just like, oh, this so we have a record coming out next month and then three weeks later you got another record on a different It was list. also like the 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 height I of know. that era and like that being like what everybody everybody was like, Hey, oh, Wolf Eyes did it, so we're all gonna do it. Wolf Eyes and No Neck did it, so let's let's all do yeah. like forty, yeah. you know, releases and and you know and to be fair, I'm still doing it, but I'm just doing it on my own. Yeah, I was gonna say project. of anybody I know, like <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> somebody no putting room. out your record, you know. Um, I know. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm making sure there's no charlatan records coming out around it. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, like uh, like this is yeah. It, but there there is this sort of thing of like I think it's the best case you can make of that. Like there is sort of just. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about curation of a record label. I don't even think that matters as much anymore. It's just the oh, what's a better word than branding? You know, like it's 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 not it's not even what I mean. It's somewhere in between all that. There's just the presentation and the sort of like alchemy of like this brain is working on this record and this brain. It's almost like production, right? Yeah, like I mean, I just think it's a different kind. Of, you know, I mean, I talk about collaboration a lot of times in the terms of like artistic collaboration. Yeah. But it's just another, it's another kind of collaboration that I think can be just as important and have just be just as impactful in a way. Because I think like if you find, you know, I like again, I, I mean, I guess John and I, we we had we we made some music together, but that was never like barely, you know, we barely released anything. It was mo- like I consider my collaboration with John to be one of the most important collaborations I ever did in my life. And that was mostly had little to do with us making music together. And it was John putting out my record and like the being, and yes, it is more of a producer kind of thing, but like it was a symbiotic thing too, because like I put out John stuff and there was the, and it was just like this, I don't know. Like, I think those kind of, I think labels, I mean, you can find those kind of, of collaborations and relationships outside of labels, of course. But I just think that kind of, um, yeah, there's like a magic to it when it's right. And it's- there's also something like the reason you're doing this, I feel like I'm not trying to put all this all on me. So like, it sounds a little creepier. Like you, <laughs> Brad will know that I don't have such a high opinion of myself or the labels that this sounds like, <laughs> believe me. Um, uh, I would struggle to, to, to say this sort of stuff normally, but, um, there is some truth to like the value of a label for an artist is could be especially in relation to this demo conversation has a lot to do with somebody once and then especially repeatedly saying yes like there is just somebody saying like yeah i'll i'll put some money and time behind your thing and and be here for you like to work with you you know like there's just i know that like saying hey Ryan Aquarell, I like your music so much. I want to put out the next record you put out, no matter kind of no matter what. Like, it's kind of there's a standing option to Ryan. I, I think he knows this. You know, if not, here it is. On you know, I feel like I'm proposing <laughs> on public. you know uh, in public, but like, but no, the, the, that's how it is. You know, it's like Ryan has a new record. He gets to come to me first. I hope you know what I mean, and then know that like I'll just basically say yes. I'll figure out where it goes in the release schedule. You know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. You get to this point with certain artists where you just go, <clears throat> yes. And there's also for an early artist, having somebody say, hey, I think that that's worth something. There's a nice validation of that. Whether or not you move on from that label or go by yourself in the future, there's just something to the demo. And so that whole process, whether or not it's financially important or any of these things, because again, the industry's kind of <laughs> a mess right. right now and kind yeah. of done. There's there is a mental thing of somebody saying yes, and so I kind of want to like as much as we've kind of gone off into this other like sort of the results of the demo. 
I do want to go back to like uh, part of this is me going, hey, artists, there's some reality to the way we have to listen to demos. And there's just ways to the feeling of listening to a demo that is way more not what you want it to be. And you can't control that. But you also have to know that there's moments where lightning strikes. There's also 100% moments where you're like, this thing's not even over and I want to email this person. Like, th- those happen. Those definitely oh, yeah. happen. Like, yep. I remember being like, I didn't know who Jesse Shepard was. So, like, when Elkhorn got emailed to me, they were like nobodies. They weren't like, oh, that's the guy who recorded videos, everybody in, in Philadelphia and never in the East Coast. Right. It was like, these people were zero to me. Um, but I was like, this record's insane. This has to come out, but I, it feels like such a risk, you know? And we've talked about like, oh, it's risky. Could you guys work on the tape before and, and all these things? But I was like emailing them almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I can't believe how good this is. And then, you know, the, recently the Post Moves record that I'm getting a test pressing for soon, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, I remember liking Post Moves when you recommended it. But when I heard the first, you know, part of this demo, I was like, oh, my God, this couldn't be more exactly the stuff I'm listening to right now and everything I want. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you again, you have to stop yourself because like, you're almost like they're not going to believe me because I couldn't have listened to the record in the time. You know, right. like, I, like, like the right. time enough, to, not enough time has elapsed. You know what I mean? So, like. I, the other stuff does happen, like like lightning strikes. But you know, I'm also really really proud of the Derek Money Printing record that's coming out next week or next month. And it wasn't an easy like. There's also records that just aren't easy listens that aren't like instant. They don't instantly mm-hmm. reveal themselves to you. And those records are going to be really hard to just cold email somebody. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and you and you know, this is not to say please don't do the like listen with headphones and. Please, you know, take the time to, you know, like all these, like, sometimes you get instructions from the artist mm-hmm. about how to listen. And you're like, all right, I'm not going to listen to that yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, listen, person who I don't know. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to, like. Don't tell uh, me what to do. Well, especially when, like, 99% of the time, the person who tells you that, you're like, wow, this is some incredibly bad, you know pop synth pop you know like just like i don't know what you know like usually it's a certain type of sound art that you're like wow i've heard this a lot um uh yeah so just the full it's like it is a really like like many many things in this world that is like high stakes but low out like there's nothing it feels so high stakes because it's everybody's feelings and emotions and art like but but for what? There's no money. There's no anything in this anymore. Uh-huh. It's 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 built up in a way to like be kind of a lose lose proposition. It's hard for us to listen to demos in a way that you'd want us to, and it's hard for you to send something in a way that that you like is it's it's scary to send demos out. The truth is, you know, send more demos. The demos are good to send to people. They're not. They do get listened to for sure by me and i know most labels actually do sit around spend a lot of their day listening to demos but just know go ahead i was gonna say well honestly it seems like most some large quantity labels don't even accept demos anymore so um yeah yeah exactly like probably because they're you know they're backed up and they're overwhelmed and they have their friends and they have a roster but the ones that do send them things you know what i mean and like 
the absolute truth is all this is hard and tough and like it's like nobody's in a good place you right. know what i mean like and it's like just understand that like it's almost never a a like complete value judgment on you or your demo you know what i mean yeah. and and also really evaluate like are am i like going all the way back to what i was saying with brad which wasn't even the point of this sequence is like are you sending this demo because you want help becoming better or you do because you actually think the thing you're sending is worthy you know what i mean like is it, it does is it worth putting out or are you like i'm kind of halfway there and it's like if i work with this label i'll, I'll it, everything will be get solved you know what i mean labels don't do much besides <laughs> you know process yeah. and logistics you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah so, so if you need some help with that that's yeah that's wonderful or just, or just hire someone as a project manager exactly you absolutely can do that too yeah so i don't know how like summed up that is but it is interesting like listening to demos is a weird weird it's thing. a weird thing yeah no i don't i don't particularly miss it i mean i i do and i don't but like because again i mean there's so much music that came into my life because of demos that and people who came into my life like um yeah like you know sometimes for worse but often for better <laughs> and so like um yeah but don't send me demos people <laughs> you can send me but, demos yeah send them to sam like <laughs> i i even if i really love it like you can do a digital band camp release yourself like, yeah exactly if, if you like my art for like the jewel garden then just like hire me to do your art and do it on your own thing but like that's <laughs> i agree yeah. i fully agree with that yeah um all right cool <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> all right. That's it for this week, y'all. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks for supporting Foxy Digitalis and reading stuff and listening to stuff. You know where to find me at Foxy Digitalis all over the fucking place. Send me an email, send me a voicemail. Uh, Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash foxydigitalis. Three bucks a month, five bucks a month. It keeps things going, keeps things plugging along. And uh, it's, you know, you get some cool stuff. And hey, if that's not for you, take that five bucks and buy the African Sciences record because you got to hear it. All right. Until next time, have a good weekend, week, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Always remember that the sound is for everyone. Thank you.